you got to get passionate about this thing. If the cross doesn't move you, nothing will move you. I'm offering you something that's greater than silver and gold. I'm offering you something that's greater than an increase in your pay on your job. I'm offering you a... There's no shortcuts to the glory. Week to week living. We've got to multiply our prayer life. We've got to multiply our efforts. And we are willing to give. God will always give it back to us in good measure that is pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Hey, thanks for checking out our Christian Life Church podcast. You will be hearing from one of our pastors or guest speakers, either at our Frankfurt or Lebanon campus. Prepare your hearts and your minds to receive a word from God. Thanks for listening. Enjoy and receive this message. Seated today, we're going to get into the word of the Lord this morning. I covet your prayers today. I have been wrestling physically for a few days, and um, just as I think I'm better, they get worse, and uh, I, I was going to come and really complain this morning, and then I saw a social media meme that says only a woman having a child without an epidural can understand what it's like for a man to have a cold. <laughs> so here I is this morning in need of prayer, Amen. <laughs> Psalm 91 and verse number 1. Psalm 91, verse number 1. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Oh, what a powerful, powerful word. Lord, we need your help this morning. To deliver what you have laid upon my heart. God, I pray that as we preach your word today, that your spirit and your power fills in all the gaps where my ability to speak runs short, and that you minister to the needs and hearts and lives of people. God, we know that you will, and we trust you. Help us, oh God to get alone with you in that secret place where you dwell that you may communicate with us and we commune with you in Jesus name in Jesus name by the help of the Lord this morning I want to preach to you about a secret place a secret place if, if we could this morning, just for a few moments, forget about the roast and the oven and the restaurants that are waiting for our arrival and focus the next little bit on the importance of a personal secret place alone with the Lord. In the Holy Scripture, Jesus had a secret place, a sacred place. 
we can see in Scripture as we read through the life and times of Jesus, you see him spending an awful lot of time around a place called the Mount of Olives. It was a sacred place for Jesus. It was, I believe, qualifies as his secret place. It's located just a stone's throw east of the Temple Mount in Jerusalem. There is about as much history and prophecy located around the Mount of Olives as any place on earth. It was a place where David fled with a broken heart across the book, the brook of Kidron as his son Absalom undermined him and his kingdom and had taken over the palace and overthrown his kingdom. David, weeping, covers his head and bears his feet and flees from the city from a place called the Mount of Olives. I'm certain that place qualifies as a secret place because it's at moments such as those that any of us and Jesus would be driven to a secret place. It was this secret place where Ezekiel received an amazing vision that changed his life forever. It was up and down the roads around Jerusalem where the Lord traveled every day. If, if there ever had been a sacred place or a secret place, the Mount of Olives would certainly have been one of them. Jesus spent an awful lot of time there. It was a place where he regularly visited. He traveled over it. He spent a lot of time there. When he visited Jerusalem, he spent a lot of time there with three people that you will recognize, Mary and Martha and Lazarus, who obviously lived there and had a home nearby there. It was, it was this place where the Lord went after the Last Supper. It was the place where Jesus spent many of his nights. The last verse of John, the seventh chapter, explains it all. As you know, in the original text, there was no chapter and verse, so the first verse in chapter 8 is a continuation of the last verse of chapter 7. So if you're reading through that text, you would know that the Scripture doesn't actually have the chapter and verse. That's for our ability to find and to follow through Scripture. It was not written with chapter 7 and then chapter 8. It just was a continuation. John 7, 53 said, And every man went into his own house. But chapter 8 and verse 1 says, But Jesus went unto the Mount of Olives. When everybody else retreated to their home, Jesus went alone to a secret place. That's what separated him from the crowd. Everyone else went to their own house, but Jesus goes alone to the secret place for the Son of Man had no place to lay his head. It was from his secret place that he cried, O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, Thou that killeth the prophets, how oft would I 
have gathered thee together as a hen gathers her brood, but thou wouldest not. It was from that secret place that Jesus wept bitter tears. He wept over the city of Jerusalem there. It, it was there where we find the garden of Gethsemane. He prayed with his disciples there on that fateful night when he cried, If it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. It's in the secret place where Jesus taught us that our prayer moves away from it being our will to becoming his will. That only happens in a secret place. He prayed with his disciples there. In that story, we see flashing lanterns, lanterns and Roman soldiers coming after him after that he had been, been betrayed. And when they found him, they found him there praying, praying in his secret place. Everyone didn't know. They didn't know where he was. As a matter of fact, they paid Judas to take him to the place where he would have been. It was that kind of private, secret location. They paid Judas to take him there, but Judas was close enough to Jesus to know when you can't find him in the city or you can't find him on a journey, there is a place that you will always find him. Judas knew where that place was. He knew about that secret place. They would find him, and they would find him praying. And they would find him praying, if it would be possible, let, let this cup pass from me, but nevertheless, not my will, but thine be that, but my, thy will be done. There is one thing that I don't want you to forget about this message I'm going to preach today. As simple and singularly pointed as it may be today, I want, don't ever want you to forget that Psalm 91 declares that he that dwelleth. As I sat in my living room last night and Dylan asked me, Dad, what are you going to preach tomorrow? And I said, I'm preaching from Psalm 91, He that dwelleth in the secret place. He said, just a minute. He ran to his room, grabs his Bible and his notes, and he came back. But he wasn't looking to, to, to ask me what I was going to say today. He sat down and started telling me what he'd found about the secret place. He started talking to me about what he had discovered about the study of the secret place. He that dwelleth. He that lives there. He that spends a lot of time there. It's the place that one retreats to. It's the place that one goes to. How often do we go to everything else to try to keep our mind busy rather than going to the secret place? I'm going to tell you this morning that if CLC would ramp up our efforts in prayer, all of the other efforts would be benefited from us ramping up our efforts in prayer. He that lives, he that spends time in the secret place. He that is drawn close to the secret place. He that draws nigh unto, the God, unto God in the secret place will find that God will draw nigh unto him in the corridors of everyday life. He that dwelleth in the secret place shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. You don't have to worry about backsliding if you go to the secret place. You don't have to worry about losing your walk with God if you spend time in the secret place. If your hideaway is the getaway to the secret place with the Lord, I'm going to tell you that everything in your life will be better. Everybody needs a secret place with the Lord. It's going to be from that secret place that we find where Jesus spent so much of his time in prayer, so much of his time there alone, 
alone praying, praying even with his disciples there in the Garden of Gethsemane, there on the Mount of Olives. The Bible tells us it's from that place to where Jesus is going to return and he's going to return for his church and he's going to return and place his feet right back there. I don't know what kind of parallel you may get out of that this morning but as I tell you it's going to be your secret place. It's going to prepare you for the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. It'll be on that mount that he's going to return. Zechariah the prophet in verse number 14 declares that on the mount that that on the Mount of Olives he will stand and plant his feet as king where he suffered as a servant. He will rule as a king where he had once knelt in agony. He will return to that sacred place to declare his lordship and rulership over the earth. It was from the Mount of Olives where people picked off branches for his triumphal entry back into Jerusalem. They blessed him there. It was there that he came and he declared he came in the name of the Lord. There is no place so beautiful, so hallowed, and so heart-searching as the secret place of our Lord. You can still go there today, and there still stands the same trees that stood there 2,000 years ago, the same garden, the same olive trees, all the, the, the same surroundings. They say very little has changed over the last 2,000 years where Jesus went and knelt in his secret place. Not much has changed. It was a secret place. It was a private place. It wasn't a place where a lot of people wanted to go to. I'm going to tell you what I feel for us this, this next year. I know this is the last Sunday of this year. And I'm coming this morning to preach to us about finding a secret place of prayer. A secret place of consecration. A secret place of dedication. Because if we will saturate the year of 2020 and we'll saturate everything that we do, everything that we say, every day of our life. If we will saturate it in prayer, I got a feeling that everything in 2020 is going to look substantially different than what it would have ever looked if we wouldn't have gone away to a secret place. I'm calling this church to find a secret place. I don't know where your secret place is. Maybe it's right here at the altar. Maybe it's in your pew where you are. Maybe it's a a chair in your home. Maybe it's a place, a private place that you like to drive to and sit in your vehicle and pray and talk to the Lord. Your secret place is that. It's secret to you. It's not that it's not known to others. It's that it's a special place for you. But I come this morning to tell you that everybody needs to have a secret place with the Lord where we get alone with Him and talk to Him and He talks to us. And when that communication line is open, everything in our future is going to be better. I feel compelled today to call the church to prayer, to call the church to fasting, to call the church to a secret place. Oh, I know. I know I'm going to talk to you about it tonight. If the Lord had given me the, the ability to speak to you tonight, I'm going to come and talk to you about it tonight. We're getting ready to launch into our prayer and fasting season, but it must not just be 21 or 40 days of prayer and fasting, but 2020 needs to be saturated. We need to have a secret place, not for 21 days or 40 days, but it needs to be consistent, lifelong place where we get alone with the Lord in prayer. One of the most moving places I've ever prayed was on a trip I was afforded to go on in 1995. 
And I walked through the city of old city of Jerusalem and went to the place they call the Mount of Olives. I can't even begin to tell you what I felt as I knelt there on that same hill under the same olive trees in the same garden somewhere close to where the Lord himself would have prayed. I, I prayed there. I spent some time there. It was a Sunday morning and I spent some time there alone. It was a funny story and a long story. I actually got left. The group left me. That's right. In the old city of Jerusalem. The bus loaded. I wasn't there. They left without me. No cell phone. No way to contact anybody. Couldn't remember the name of the hotel. Certainly couldn't remember how to get there because my wife wasn't there. But it was a fantastic day. I spent the day. I asked directions and went to the Mount of Olives. I left there from the Mount of Olives. I walked the Via Della Rosa. I was able to go to the place where Jesus spent time and the place where Jesus went on his last few hours upon this earth. It was such a precious place. It was such a dear place to know that I was in the place where that the Lord had prayed. I was in the same area where he wept tears of agony. I was there where he prayed the night through. I was there when he battled with the flesh and with the will of the flesh and the will of the spirit when he prayed. Lord, let it pass from me, but nevertheless, I come this morning to remind every one of you that when we go alone in the secret place, don't expect it to be an easy prayer that you pray every day. It's going to require discipline. It's going to require effort. It's going to require setting our alarm clock a few minutes early. It's going to require intentional, if you just allow it to come as it may. I'm going to see if I can find some time to pray. You'll never find some time to pray. The only way you're going to find time to pray is you're going to have to set it in your agenda. Just like you get up to go to work every morning, you're going to have to put it in your time clock. It's going to have to be an alarm set. There's going to have to be... It's going to have to be something that says this is the time. I'm not going to answer a cell phone. I'm not going to fumble through Facebook. I'm not going to answer a knock that even comes to the door. The only reason I'm going to get up from here, the house better be on fire. But I'm going to find a secret place with the Lord. And I'm going to talk to Him. When you will make a place so sacred, when you will make a time so sacred in your life that you say this, I'm giving to the Lord. In the making of your New Year's resolutions over the next few days, I challenge every one of you, make a resolution to create a secret place and a secret time in your life where you get along with the Lord. It's better than weight loss. It's better than time with family. It's better than anything else that you can do. All those may be good things, but the best thing you can do is to develop a secret place in your life. I challenge you this morning. Develop a secret place in your life. Develop daily prayer in your life. Everybody needs a secret place. The secret place has got to be more than just a location. It's got to be sacred to us. Our time has got to be more than 15 minutes on the clock. It's got to be a sacred time. It's got to be a time that we say, this is my time. The sacred place is, is the place where Jesus went to pray. He gave us an example 
We need to place that in our life to where we allow nothing to interfere with that time in our life. The secret place was where Jesus went and he cried, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. The secret place was where the flesh was overcome and the will of God became paramount. Ladies and gentlemen, I come to you this morning with all humility and all sincerity, but I tell you today, until we find a secret place where we communicate with God, until we find a secret place where we can defeat the will of the flesh, until we can find a secret place and stay there, until His will becomes more important than our will. Not too much is going to be accomplished in our life. Until our time of prayer becomes more sacred than anything else in our life. Do you understand what I'm telling you today? I'm telling you, put your cell phone on silent. Put down the workload. Put everything. Don't allow anything to get in the way. If it's 15 minutes, 30 minutes, it doesn't matter. As a matter of fact, I'm just going to tell you, I don't like praying against a time clock. I think some of the worst things we can do is say, well, I'm going to pray an hour a day, a day every day, and I'm going to set it. If that's how you pray, God bless you. I, I seem to find myself fumbling and wondering what time it is and how much time I have. But if I make some time sacred with the Lord and I get down on my face and say, I'm not leaving here until I touch heaven, and I pray until I touch heaven. If it takes me 15 minutes or half hour or 45 minutes or an hour, it doesn't matter, but I'm going to pray until I touch heaven and when I touch heaven everything's going to be alright I found myself yesterday in a secret place with the Lord I heard my phone ringing but I let it ring I stayed on my face before the Lord because I was in that secret place I wanted to set an example that I could bring to you this morning and tell you everybody needs a secret place everybody needs a sacred time where we get along with the Lord and it's our time with Him not just for the 40-day prayer and fast season in CLC, but it must become a lifetime. It must become a life experience that we live out every day. It's where we overcome the flesh. There's so much flesh in the church today. There's so much flesh. We allow the will of the flesh to override the will of the Spirit. Many of our services are affected by the will of the flesh versus the will of the Spirit. We've moved away from sweet hour of prayer and become so focused on our enjoyment, on what feels good, on what we, on the pleasures of this world. We would rather social event over spiritual event any day. I come to remind us that we need to get back to our secret place with the Lord. If you want to abide in Him and Him with you, you must have a secret place. He that dwelleth, he that abides, he that spends time, he that lives in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. If you want the protection of God over your life in 2020, you need to find a secret place. Because if you'll live in the secret place, you'll abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Oh, can you see that beautiful portrait this morning? If you choose to live in a secret place, oh, like a hen doth 
doth gather her brood under the, under the wings of the Almighty God. Will we be sheltered? We'll be sheltered in the arms of God. We'll be cradled in His arms. We'll be covered by the shadow of His wings. It's a decision that you're making to dwell in the secret place because when you choose to dwell in the secret place, His promise is that He'll always be there and you'll be abiding in the presence of the Almighty God. We all need to pay a fresh visit to our secret place. We need to get along with God until our flesh dies, until we are reborn fresh and anew. The secret place was where Jesus prayed and said, if there's any other way, let me avoid becoming sin. If there's any other way, let me avoid the bitter cup. If there's any other way, let me avoid it. But however, he gave up all of those preferences that he had to say, but 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 nevertheless, but nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. Let me tell you this morning, church, if there was another way, I'd love to do it. If a dancing generation would get us to the pearly gates, Let's dance our way to the pearly gates. But I come to tell you this morning, it's going to take a secret place and the presence of the Almighty for us to have a few days of joy and a few days of dancing in order for us to get to the pearly gates. Let us deal with ourselves first in a secret place when we deal with ourselves, And rather than avoid all of the problems, avoid all of the things that are around us, there is no other way. Everybody needs a secret place. Everybody needs to deal with the flesh. Everybody needs a secret place. We live in a day when everybody wants to do what they want to do, but nobody wants to do what God wants them to do. As a matter of fact, we say we want to do the will of God. We say we want to do a work for God, but it's all, it's all paralleled with the desires of the flesh. It's really not His will. It's really our will that we call His will because we think our will done to benefit His kingdom must be His will. But His will is not always connected to our desires. His will is not always connected to the things that we enjoy. His will is not always in, uh, connected. He didn't promise us a life filled with emotional thrills and, and, and temporary enjoyment and, and, and serving God. I, let me just tell you this morning, serving God is not an emotional high. Serving God is not a point and a place where you're always going to be walking on the clouds and, 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 and dancing in the rain and everything's going to be wonderful and everything's going to be good. That's not serving the Lord. As a matter of fact, He declares, take up your, if any man wants to to follow me. Let him take up his cross. There is a cross to bear. There is serving the the Lord is filled with joy. It's filled with blessing. But I'm going to tell you, it doesn't come without its days of despair, without its days of hardship, and without its days of struggle. But I come today to remind you that unless you have a secret place to keep your flesh under submission, you will end up giving up the blessings and the joy of serving God for the pleasures of sin for a season. You've got to understand it's not about enjoyment. It's about the, the, the end result. What about the end result? What are we really looking for at the end? Can we really go to a secret place enough that we get to where we can honestly pray? 
not my will, Lord, but thy will be done. Not what I want, oh God, but what you want, oh Lord. Not what I want to say, oh Lord, but what is it that you want me to say? The secret place was the sacred place for our Lord. The paramount question that I have for you today is do you have a secret place? And if you answer, yes, I have a secret place, I ask you, where is that secret place? And how long has it been since you have spent time there in the secret place? Your secret place needs to become a sacred place. You need to, you need to sacrifice, you need to sanctify some time in your life. Whether it's every morning, whether it's every night, whether it's during your lunch hour, you need to, to establish, every one of us needs to establish some prayer time in our life and declare it for 2020. This is the time that I'm going to pray. It's going to be sacred to me. I'm not going to let anything walk on that time. This is a sacred time and I'm going to a secret place during that sacred time. Jesus had such a place because it was where he could communicated with God himself. Yes, he was God, but he was also man. There was the flesh yielding to the will of the Spirit. There was no place so sacred to him. There was no place so precious to him as was the Mount of Olives. It was his secret place. It was just like yesterday. I remember as a child, I remember a place that I went to my childhood altar where I communed with God and where God talked back to me. I visited one of those places some time ago. I went and stood in the place where I first repented of my sins. I went to the place where I, I, I committed my life to the Lord afresh and anew. Uh, a few, uh, several months ago, I was able to go back to the place where I knelt on my face on a Sunday morning and I said yes to the call of God in my life. I remember where I was when He called me and, 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 and when I said yes to Him, He had been calling me for about six years but I wouldn't give up. I wouldn't say yes to Him. I would hear the, 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 the soft, gentle nudge, feel the nudge of the Lord, hear the call of God and eventually I was at an altar on a Sunday morning when I said to him, God, whatever it is that you're calling me to do, I don't understand all of it. I don't feel smart enough. I don't feel educated enough. I don't feel wise enough. I'm not gifted enough. But God, whatever it is, I'll say yes to you. I went back to that place. It's a sacred place. It's the place where he talked to me and I talked to him. Every time. I drive by that little church where I was baptized. I've told you the story and I'll tell it again and again. I always slow down and point at that little white church. My boys could take you there. They could take you to that place where I was baptized in Jesus' name. I drive down State Highway 96 in St. Augustine, Texas, and I point at that little church on the, on the east side of the road. And I always say right there, that's where the burdens of my heart were rolled away. That's where I was baptized in Jesus' name. Every time I have an opportunity to go back to the place where I receive the baptism, baptism of the Holy Ghost. I love going back there. 
I go back and now what where I receive the Holy Ghost is now about the place of a snack bar. It kind of works. It kind of it kind of shows up in me that that was that was just what the Lord had in store. Right about where the altar was is right about where they serve food at today in the fellowship hall. But every time I get an opportunity to go back there, I ask them, "Do you mind opening the door and let me walk in and let me get to that place?" Let me just walk up to that place where I was on a Thursday night when the Lord filled me with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. It's a sacred place to me. It's a place that's important to me. It's a place I want to go back to. This morning I'm not preaching about location as much as I'm preaching about a place where you get along with God. He that dwelleth in the secret place. It's not about a location. It is about an atmosphere that you can create in your home. You can create at these altars. You can create wherever you don't go. He that dwelleth in the secret place. That place is in the presence of God. He that dwelleth in the presence of God. He that dwelleth in the place where God abides. He that dwelleth in the secret place shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. How many of you remember that day when the Lord saved you? How many of you remember where you were, what the Lord brought you out of? I still remember the time. I still remember some of the people who were praying with me, praying around me. I still remember who was preaching that night. It's a sacred place to me. I want the congregation to take a little journey with me to the place where God saved you. Do you remember where you were? Remember where you were when you were baptized in Jesus' name? When God found you, remember with me, remember how lost you were. Remember how lonely you were, how depressed you may have been. You remember where you was when your life, when your life was met by the mercy and grace of God. Do you remember where you were? Do you remember David said the pit from which I was digged? Do you remember where you were? Do you remember what God did for you? Do you remember how he brought you out of the miry clay? Do you remember how he turned your life around? Do you remember when he put your life back together again? Do you remember where you were? Oh, if you remember it this morning, that's the kind of place I'm talking about. I'm talking about a secret place. Oh, I want to sing a song this morning. Oh, happy day when the burdens of my soul were rolled away. It was there by faith I received my sight. I want you to know the day that that sacred place it's precious to me because that's where I met Jesus and that's where my wrongs were made right. I want you to know today that if you don't have a secret place in your life, I wouldn't leave this place today until I knew that I had established a secret place in my life. If you haven't been born again of the water and the Spirit today, I'm telling you I wouldn't walk out the doors of this building the last Sunday of this month, of this year, would be a great time for you to say, you know what, I'm not leaving here this morning. If it's been a long time since you've been to that secret place, I, I, I wouldn't leave here this morning without saying, you know what, it doesn't matter what's going on, the restaurants can wait, but I'm going to get alone with the Lord in a secret place this morning. If it's been a while since you've been there, you ought to get back there. If you can't sing the song, I know I'm saved and I'm so glad about it, then you need to get alone with the Lord in a secret place. I wouldn't leave 
leave here today until you know that you know that the Lord knows who you are and that you are in relationship with Him until you get back to that place, this altar, this altar, this, this area has become a, a, a great place for many of us. This altar is not a place to shy away from. This altar is not a place just to visit once in a while, but the altar is how I know I'm saved. And if there's anybody in this room that's not sure about your salvation, you don't need to leave here today until you visit the altar and leave here saying, I know that I know that I'm saved. Don't leave here until there has been a change in your life. I'm quickly closing this morning. I'm going to leave time for us to find ourselves a place to pray here in just a few moments. But let me ask this congregation something that is very personal today. How long has it been since you've been to your secret place? How long has it been since Jesus has met with you and you've met with Him? That place of communion. That place of relationship. Child of God, you can never get away from your secret place. It's that place where you commune with God and God with you. It's the place of relationship with the Lord. Once in a while, we all need to get alone with Him. We need to commune with Him. We need to strengthen our relationship with Him. We all need to go back to that secret place. Your pastor's been preaching to you from my heart this morning. It's not a beautiful message. It's just simple. I've been trying to communicate with you today. If the only time that God speaks to you is when he speaks to you through your pastor, you need to find a secret place to where God can speak to you. If the only time that you feel his presence is when you're in church service, you need to develop a secret place in your life. You need some alone time with Him. You need some one-on-one time so you can work on your relationship with Him. It's good that you're here today. It's good that you're listening to your pastor. But you need a place where you can get alone with Him and you can talk to Him. And He can talk to you. You don't need to go through your pastor. You don't need to go through a pope or through a priest or through a man. But he that dwelleth in the secret place. He who spends his lifetime, my number one sole purpose is to be alone with the Lord. He that dwelleth, he that creates his residence in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Why don't you stand with me this morning? The writer wrote it right when he said, Sweet hour of prayer. Sweet hour of prayer that calls me from a world of care and bids me at my Father's throne make all my wants and wishes known in seasons of distress and grief. My soul has often found relief and oft escaped the tempter snare by thy return, sweet hour of 
Sweet hour of prayer, sweet hour of prayer. Thy wings shall my petition bear to him whose truth and faithfulness engaged a waiting soul to bless. And since he bids me seek his face, believe his word and trust his grace, I'll cast on him my every care and wait for thee, sweet hour of prayer. I'm going to open these altars this morning. Maybe you want to come to the front. Maybe you want to pray where you are. But I'm going to call us all this morning to a reference point of prayer, to that secret place of the Most High where His presence can meet with you and where you can meet with Him. I'm opening these altars right now. If you want to come forward, if you want to kneel where you are, if you're unable to kneel and would prefer just to sit in the seat where you are, that nobody's moving and nobody's talking and nobody's in it, interfering right now. We're just going to turn this house into a house of prayer. Get a hold of 